the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I truly hope is being a blessing to you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. Our God wants transformations and manifestations to happen in all of our lives. Transformations and manifestations that will cause all of us to become more godly people who live more blessed and more godly lives. It's a promise that God tells us about all throughout His Word. That's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we study and learn God's Word. So we can learn about what God's Word says about all the transformations and manifestations that God wants to do in the lives of me and you and then cooperate with Him so we can experience those transformations and manifestations that He wants to cause to happen in the lives of me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. If you got a Bible with you, I invite you to turn to James chapter 1. And come on, let's have some fun as we dive back into this Word that God gave me to give to you so that we can all be blessed by it, learn what we need to learn, and do what we need to do so that God can be able to do in and through our lives everything that He wants to do. We've been learning two concepts, about two concepts that God wants us to know about. That is transformation and manifestation. Two things that God wants to do in the midst of our lives. That's both transformation as well as manifestation. He wants to do a transformation of our lives and transform us from being the people that we were to the people that he wants us to be. A people who walk in their lives totally free, operating in victory every day of their lives the way he wants them to do. And he wants us to be able to have manifestation too. Not only manifestation of a transformation, but there's things that God has in store for me and you. The Bible teaches us that I have not seen, ear have not heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. I got anybody in here that love God? Praise God. Well, then God got some stuff for you lined up waiting for you up in heaven. Praise God. But he's waiting for you to love him like he wants you to do. Praise God, because he has prepared for them that love him. He didn't say that he loves. He said that love him, which means that there's a response that we're supposed to have to him that allows him to do in our lives what he want to do, things that he already wants to do. But of course, our love is tied to our obedience, our doing what he told us to do, which is back to the transformation again. Because many manifestations do not come until transformation, which means until we line our lives up like God wants us to do, then many of the manifestations that he already has prepared and ready and made ready for you will not manifest for you until you do. That's why we've been listening to the word that God has been sharing with me and you and allow it to transform us like it's supposed to do. James chapter 1 is the foundational text of the teaching. We're going to read that. Do a very brief review. Then we're going to move forward into today's stuff, which is going to flat out bless you. If you got an ear to hear what the Lord's got to say to you. 
and let this word do for you the transformation that it's designed to do. James chapter 1, begin reading at verse 16. It reads, Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and come up down from the Father of life with whom is no variableness, neither a shadow of turning. Of course, we know that that's talking about our daddy right there. God, our father, that's up in heaven. He wants to cause manifestations of things to happen in his children's life. That's you and me. Those of us who have accepted our Christianity, we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But there's more that we need to accept. And that's all the good and gift, perfect gifts that God has in store for me and you. God calls the things that come down from him good and he calls them perfect. They're good and that they're good in any sense. But we found out it also translates a benefit, which would be a benefit in our lives, which means God has things that's going to happen in our lives and he wants to cause to happen in our lives that will be a benefit in our lives. And even though we might not see it beneficial initially, but after it's over, we'll be glad about it and we'll shout about it too. Praise God. Do to do to do to do. And we'll shout like we're supposed to do. Praise God over what God did in the lives of me and you. But that's why we should allow what God wants us to do, including the transformations that will come down from heaven into our lives to cause things to happen in our lives to transform us, both us and our lives. God wants to transform us and our lives, the lives we live. There will be the ones that he gives, which are both good and perfect gifts from above. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We found out we should desire the transformation that God has in store for us. Therefore, we should do everything we can to be able to cooperate with God so that we can be able to allow that transformation to happen to me and you. Why? Because he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. God wants us to have God kind of life. That's the life, the God kind of life. And he wants us to have more of what it is that he has in store for me and you too. And so, therefore, we ought to allow this transformation to occur. We found out more recently that we ought to put ourselves in God's hands, praise God, and let God do what only God can, that we ought to go to the potter's house. Look at your neighbor and say, we're here, we're here. Praise God, amen. And we ought to put our hand, put our lives in the potter's hand. Everybody say, that's what I'm doing right now. That's what I'm doing right now. We put our lives in the potter's hand, and then we allow him to put us on his wheel, W-H-E-E-L, where we can get us smack dab in the middle of his wheel, W-I-L-L. And then he can begin to start working on us and transforming us and be able to change us into the person that he wants us to be, molding us and shaping us into the person that we was always supposed to be. But we found out in order to do that, he also adds water to it because that water allows us to become more moldable. That water begins to start highlighting things that are in us that was never supposed to be in us so that it could be pulled out of us and taken out of us so that they'll no longer be a part of us so that we can then be transformed and molded into the person that we're supposed to be. God uses his word in order to help that transformation process happen to me and you and me. We found out God's word causes change to happen in our life. Changes occur from hearing and doing what it is that God's word says to do. So we've been looking more recently at a few things of God's words which are his thoughts found in his word are actually called because it helps us to understand about what God wants to do in the middle of our lives and what kind of changes and transformations he wants to happen in our lives. We found out it's called the law of God, his statutes and his precepts. These are permanent rules, praise God, on which we're supposed to stand. And having done all to stand, we're supposed to stand on what God said to me and you and be the kind of people that he wants us to be and do what he tells us to do. Thank God for the word. Because it will show us things about ourselves, things that we should want to hold on to and things that we should let go of and let God do what he want to do in the midst of our life. He gives us his precepts. We found out those are commandments or direction given as a rule of actions or conducts, which means God gives us 
rules of how we should conduct ourselves, and we ought not break the rules because otherwise we won't get a chance to be able to uh, uh, be the people that God wants us to be. But God wants to change us back to a ruly people, a people that he guides and rules in our morals so that it can convert our soul and take our souls back to the way that it's supposed to have always been so we can think like we were supposed to do. Because that's one of the transformations that God wants to do in the midst of our life. He wants to change our thinking. Because the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Oh, you read that part. Praise God. Amen. Well, then that's the case where we are who we think. But if we think wrong, we wrong. Praise God. But God wants to get us right. So what he does is help us think right by sharing us his word. Because the word of God is right. Last time we got together, we found out God's thoughts shared through his word are also called his precepts. They're also called his precepts. We found out that word precepts is talking about appointed. That is mandates of God. Appointed. That is mandates of God, which means God has already appointed, which means predetermined and arranged and fixed and set some things. He has already predetermined and arranged and fixed certain things. He knows what his man is supposed to be like. He knows what his woman is supposed to be like. He knows what his children are supposed to be like. It's already been appointed. But yet God will give us his precepts, his mandates, his authoritative orders or commands. So that we can then begin to start obeying those commands and start living the life that he tells us to do. Because every time God shares a word with me and you, it's so that we can live the life that he wants us to live. And then he can do with us and through us everything that he wants to do. We found out it's, our, it's, it's very beneficial for us to do so. Because it's our not operating according to God's precepts that keeps us from meeting up in life like we're supposed to do. Oh, everybody puts excuse on the fact that we was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. That was before you got born again. After you got born again, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new and all things of God. You on the inside are as perfect as you could ever be. Praise God. Now it's time for you to work out your salvation and begin to start living it in this world too. That's why it needs the changing of your mind. Because your spirit has been changed, your spirit has been changed, but now your mind needs to be changed. You need to get God's thoughts. And that's what God wants to do in the transformation and get, is get us his thoughts so that we can then maybe obey those thoughts and do what he tells us to do. That's when true transformation can be able to happen on the men, inside of me and you. Oh, it's very blessed and beneficial when we get God's thoughts on the inside of us. Let me tell you another one that God's uh, word is called. God's word is also called his judgments. It's also called his judgments. Now, a lot of times when people hear the word judgment, they get nervous. Praise God. They're like, oh, Lord. No, that's not, there, there's different kinds of judgments. Still brought down to the same principle, but at the same time, God's thoughts are shared with us through his word are also called his judgments. Through God's judgments, we receive God's thoughts on matters. Through God's judgments, we receive God's thoughts on matters. God's judgments are a revelation of his will. So when God shares what is in his word, he shares us a revelation of his will. And then he'll even share with us the revelation of his will for me and you. What kind of person he wants us to be, what he wants us to do, how he wants us to conduct ourselves. And if we get in the middle of his will, O.C., O.C., life will get real good for you and me. And we'll be used mightily by the living God to even be able to set other folk free. Thank God for his word. Turn to Psalms number 119, please. Thank God for God's judgments. Let's learn about those judgments today. And I'm telling you, it's going to bless you. And you're going to let the word do what it do on the inside of you. And begin to start changing the very life that's lived by you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Psalms number 119. We're going to look at stanza number 75. We'll see here what God's thoughts, which are his judgments, 
are always right. Very important concept to get down right off the bat. That God's thoughts are always right. His judgments are always right. How often? Always right. You got to bob your head when you say always. Always right. So that you can get in the process of saying yes. So that even before you read it, you're already into a yes mode. See, some of us, we be reading it like this. We be like, no. You're moving your head, but not in the right direction. This boy's way, yeah. 75, please. Stands for 75. I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right. And that thou, in faithfulness, have afflicted me. Now, we ain't going to get into what he was talking about. We ain't going to get into what he was talking about. That. I ain't got time for all that. But I will deal with the fact that I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right. What are his judgments? Right. And that's important for us to understand. That all of God's judgments are right. All of God's judgments are right. So once we find out God's judgments, we just found out what's right. That word judgment right there means verdicts. Now these are verdicts whether they're favorable or unfavorable. They're verdicts. Which means God has already passed verdict on everything. He's passed verdict on everything. He's already decided what's right. He already decided what's wrong. He already decided how men are supposed to conduct themselves. He's already decided how women are supposed to conduct themselves. He already decided who's going to be a woman. He's already already decided who's going to be a man. He's already decided everything. These are his verdicts. He has already passed a verdict on everything. Is anybody here to me over here? Now, whether you like the verdict or not is irrelevant. It's still the verdict that God has passed on everything. Whether it be favorable or unfavorable. Now, any thoughts that aren't in line with God's thoughts are wrong. Because he's already decided what the verdict is. Hallelujah. And he's right. And since as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Then any thoughts that aren't in line with God's thoughts cause that man or woman to be wrong. I say any thought that don't line up with God's thought causes us to be wrong. And you'd be stunned at how wrong some Christians are. Look at your neighbor and say, he ain't talking about us now. Don't get, don't, don't, he ain't talking about us right now. Amen. He'd be stunned at how, how wrong some Christians are. I ain't talking about that you're not righteous because you're righteous because of what Jesus did. Right now we're talking about what you do. And you'd be stunned at how wrong many of us are. Today we're going to learn a little bit why that is. And what God wants to do to change us so that we can begin to act like he is. So that we can be the people that are right in his sight and live this thing like he wants us to do. One of the things he does is shares what is his words. Shares what his words, which are his judgments. Because God's thoughts are provided to us through his word so that we can learn what is the verdict on the matter. What is the verdict on the matter? So that, example, I hope I don't mess you up with this example. So that if, if after everybody see what was OJ's verdict, Whereas God is whether he was did it or didn't do it, according to the judge, when Judge Edo, praise God, declared him not guilty, praise God, then that meant that whether folk liked it, didn't like it, it was irrelevant in relationship to whether or not that man could walk out that courtroom free. Everybody had to then order their lives according to what the verdict said, not what they wanted to do. But according to what the verdict said. And, 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 and see, that's important because that's how much weight verdicts are supposed to carry. I said, that's how much weight verdicts are supposed to carry. And it's supposed to be that same. I don't know. I was seeing how many people I lost on that one. <laughs> and, and, that, and, and, and that even includes us, too. 
Once God says something about something, it's irrelevant whether we like it. His verdict carries all the weight. And we're supposed to order our lives and conduct ourselves from that moment forward as though that's so. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like it or not. Psalms number 119, let's go down to stanza number seven. Go back to stanza number seven, please. We're going to spend a little time in Psalms 119 today. I'm going to go out of it from time to time just to be able to let you know I know some other scriptures too. But we're going to spend a lot of time in Psalms number 119 today. Psalms number 119, stanza number seven. The psalmist said, I will praise thee with uprightness of heart. When I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. When I have, shall have learned thy righteous judgment. So through learning God's word, that is his righteous judgment, our hearts are made upright. Our hearts are made upright. Another important fact. One of the reasons why, because you already learned that, you know, that out of the abundance of the heart does the person speak. And life and death exist in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. But the problem is, is a lot of us speak out of a non-upright heart. It ain't lined up the way it's supposed to do. It's not perpendicular with heaven like it ought to. I saw I would be cussing, fussing, and, 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 and lying, and cheating, and perpetrating, and, and frauding, and defrauding, and refrauding, and everything else we can do too. Mm-hmm. That's why we holy, holy, holy up in here. But then we go out there. We'll be like, oh my, no, they didn't say that. Yes, they did. You'll be like, why is that? Because their heart isn't right yet. Because they have not received God's word and let them show them enough about what's right till they allow the boundaries of their heart to begin to change. Because the Bible says out of the heart flows the issues of life. What boundaries you set for how you're going to live your life are based upon the, 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 the judgments that God shares with me and you. Because it'll set your boundaries for you to the point that you'll know I can't go no further. Want to, but can't. Because there's an electric fence called the word of God all around me that tells me that's as far as I should go. You upset me, but I can't cuss you out because the boundaries have already been set. I like you, but the boundaries have been set as to how far I'll go. Hallelujah. Just because you see what you like don't mean you're supposed to try to hang with it at night. Is anybody hearing me up here? Because the boundaries are set. What we allow in our lives, out of our lives, is determined by God's judgment. So that we can then be able to have an upright heart. But look what it says again in stanza number seven. I love the word. Stanza number seven says, I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgment. So when we learn and operate our lives according to God's righteous judgment, we'll be in the enviable position of having an upright heart. We'll be in an enviable position of having an upright heart. So enviable position that we will praise God because we got there. Because we know he the one got us there. Because we know who we was before we got his word. But we know that after he got his word, he transformed us into a person with an upright heart. That word uprightness, in uprightness of heart, that word uprightness, right, that means the right. I put the instead of the. Praise God because the is a definite, a definite article. Inferring that there's no other right than what the right is. He didn't say a right or just right and then something else can be right. It, it, the definition is the right. In such a way as there's only one thing that's right and that's what God's word said. 
But once we get uprightness of heart, we have the right heart that we're supposed to have. The right heart that we were designed to have. The right heart that a man or woman of God is supposed to have that allows them to be able to live the life that God has in store for them and do what God has for them. And when we live our lives in uprightness of heart, we'll praise God for being able to do so. I said, we'll praise God for being able to do so. Is anybody here used to live wrong in life? Praise God. Hallelujah. Tear stuff up everywhere you go in life. Praise God. But then you start finding out the right and it started changing your heart and, and that word became a part and to the point that it was a governor on the inside of you and, and, and wouldn't let you go so far, wouldn't let you do what you used to do. And then you started seeing the benefit of living of a, in an uprightness of heart. Praise God. Is anybody glad about it up in here? Praise God. Then go ahead and lift up your other hand and give God thanks and praise for it because that's what it says we'll do. Because in uprightness of heart, we'll give God praise. See, that's one of the reasons why a lot of folk can't praise God. Because they ain't lived out the results of being transformed by God. But when you get transformed by God, all they got to do is the mention of his name. Woo! Yes, sir. You be ready to praise his holy name. Why? Because he's taught you to only go so fur in life. And and, and, and and don't be like rustling nobody else's fur in life and learn to just get out all this strife and all this confusion and all this la-la and all this nonsense. And Come on, anybody can amen at any point in time. Praise God. Oh, I get to the one that you learned how to get out of so far. Praise God. Maybe you ain't learned to get out of those yet. Praise God. But, oh, I got good news. Look, get God's judgments on the inside of you. It'll cause you to have an upright heart so that you can live life in the uprightness of your heart. And I'm telling you, you will give God praise because of that too. Psalms number 119, go to stanza number 127, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You will give him the praise because he will transform you. Stuff that you used to do without blinking an eye don't do, is no longer done by you and I. Because we have uprightness of heart now. I said, we got uprightness of heart now. Psalms number 119 stands on number 127. Thank God for his magnificent word. See, it's through God's judgments that we learn what's right and what's wrong. I said, it's through God's word that we learn his judgment that we learn what's right and what's wrong. God's judgments are in his word. So anytime I read anything about his word, then I get a chance to be able to tell you what his word will do for me and you. Let's look at stands on number 127. It reads like this. It says, therefore, I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above, the, above, the, above fine gold. Therefore, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right. And I hate every false way. See, once we find out the right, we can know what's wrong. I said, once we find out the right, we can now know what's wrong. So when the opportunity to do what we used to do comes along to me and you, we be like, oh, no, oh, oh, no, that's wrong. Oh, oh, no, I ain't supposed to be cussing folk out. Oh, let me let you go. I ain't supposed to be knocking you out. Oh, oh, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me stop this. Oh, oh, because now I know what's right. Oh, no, I can't, no, I can't drink that. No, no, I can't smoke that. No, I can't hit that. No, I can't, I can't have that. No, I can't sell that. No, I can't buy that. No, no, I, I can't be here. No, no, I can't, I can't, I can't be there. No, no, because I know what's right now. I know what's wrong now. 
No, I can't treat her that way. No, because no, that's not what the word has to say. Because I find out what the right is. I said the right is not on a sliding scale, but I find out what it is. And when we find out the right ways, we come to know the evil ways. God will teach us his ways so that we can then know what way to be able to handle these things. See, when we find out all that the evil ways we used to do, or still do, some of them, you know, in there, still do. Rob, when we find out it robs us of the awesome things that God has in store for me and you, then we'll begin to hate them. That is the evil ways. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Hope that you're seeing more clearly the transformations and manifestations that God wants to happen in the lives of me and you. Transformations and manifestations that will cause us to live richer, fuller, more godly lives. I hope even more that you become inspired to cooperate with what God wants to do so that he can cause the transformations and manifestation that he desires for me and you to come to pass in the lives of me and you. Saints of God, our God is a God of transformation and manifestation. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center. 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Where the Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come out and get you. So, come on through. I guarantee it. It'll be a blessing to you when you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow. For more of this life-changing word we have in store for you, call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.